Awesome. We uh, we got back from camp just a, a little bit over a week ago, and it was an incredible week. Um, and uh, we just did amazing things, and I'll talk about that in a second. But before I forget, Citizen Kids, you are dismissed. Let's hear it for our Citizen Kids. Awesome. We love Citizen Kids. So we, we came back from camp not too long ago, and it was an incredible week, as you guys saw on the video. It was tons of fun. There's so much to do, so many friendships that were formed, so many bonds that were created. Um, but the best of all was the bond we had with, this, with Jesus, that young people were saying yes to Jesus. We had nearly 100 students from our, from our group go out, and we had about 40 decisions for Jesus at camp. It was incredible. It's incredible every year, but it gets better every year, and it's so cool that we get to be a part of it. And I just want to say thank you, church, because it wouldn't have happened without you. We have a generous church, and, and over half those students received partial or full scholarships to go to camp. So a lot of those students that said yes to Jesus would not have been there if it wasn't for you, church. So thank you, church. And I, I also want to say thanks to our incredible pastors, Michael and Heather, who believe in the young people of our church. They believe that they're not just the church. They're not just a, uh, we're not, we're not doing a daycare. We're not, we're not watching your students so that you can go on a date night, even though you should should take advantage of it. But but we're, we're getting together because we love young people and we love Jesus and we know that Jesus and young people is a great mix. Let's, all right, so what we're going to do, uh, CY Sunday, uh, we have awesome testimonies from camp. So I'm going to invite our first person, Zachary Slider. How you doing, Zach? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So Zach, what grade are you going into? Uh, uh, I'm going this? into my junior year. You're about to be a junior. Awesome. Yeah. You ready for it? No. They say, they say it's the hardest year. Uh, yeah. All right, but you're smart. You, you got it. All right, so you're going to be a junior, and you've been to camp before. How many years have you gone to camp? Um, I, I don't know. I think like six. Do you like camp? Yes. Oh, I thought you would. Yeah. All right, so Zach, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you just tell them what God spoke to you at camp. Okay. Um, so going into camp, I was uh, expecting some more like guidance with myself and what I'm supposed to do and help with like the day-to-day well my day-to-day life um especially dealing with some mental stuff throughout high school and you know uh two years ago or no last year sorry um it was there was a message that really impacted me with that um and then this year it uh the first message kind of added on to that, and so it was like a compounding effect, and that was really good. I liked that a lot. Um, and then one of the nights we had a uh, guest, a guest speaker from Wave Church, and his entire message was about like boldness and boldness in God, and doing what He's calling you to do, and just listening to Him in your like day-to-day life through school and through all of that, and you know, hearing that message. He, uh, he had a challenge at the end for us as a group to be more bold. And, you know, everyone got up from the, uh, the, the bench to the front for the altar call for that. And that was really cool. And I was one of those. And I, I felt really good for that. That's awesome. Zach, we love you. You're going to be bold this year? Yeah. Awesome, man. I love you. Thank you, Zach. Let's hear for Zach. All right, next up we have Maria Nunez. How you doing, Maria? I'm good. Good? All right, so you are also in high school. What grade are you going into? I'm in 12th. 
12th grade. Awesome. Nice. Senior year. Almost done. All right. And you, you, uh, you went to camp. How many times have you gone to camp before? Uh, this was my first year. Your first year. And yes. did you love it? I loved it. Good. If you said no, it would have been a really awkward interview. Um, um, all right. Yeah. So you love camp. Can you tell everyone here what God spoke to you at camp this year? Okay. Uh, well, one of like the messages that they you know, focused on was purpose. And, again, like Zach said, boldness. And also how God loves you no matter what. No matter what have you done in your past or you're going to do in the future. Like, God is there and God loves you. Um, it was two years. Like, it's been, yeah. I've been dealing with depression and anxiety. And I was going there and I had this mindset that, you know, it was going to be tough, you know, because I didn't know anybody. And, but at the end of the day, everybody was like, so like, you know, so welcoming. Yes. It it was a whole big family. Like not about it. Like everybody cried with each other and it was so good. Um, (laughs) well, you also, yeah. Well, you, you were telling me earlier that, yeah. that how it was before you started coming to Citizen Heights and, yeah. and you came to Citizen Heights and just God did something with your school and just with your, with your just mental health. Um, yeah, I, used, I was in the edge of failing my junior year of staying back. And when I started coming to Citizen Heights and Citizen Youth, it completely changed me. Uh, I started getting good grades. I went from a 2.0 to making honor roll. So, yeah. <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> um, and just co- building my relationship with God was amazing. Uh, I've never been in a peaceful place that I am now, like I am now. I have, I just feel so close to God and it's amazing so good it's so good did I cut you off yes huh did I cut you off you have anything yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) Maria we love you thank you for just being here thank you for just sharing your story let's hear from Maria thank you all right next we have my beautiful wife who's just going to share a quick exhortation let's hear for Julie Omo wasn't that awesome That was so, so, so good. That's why we do camp. That's why we do Citizen Youth is because the lives are changed. Lives are transformed. Students step into who God has called them to be. So we're excited. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to jump right in. Before I do, I want to honor our pastors because, like Joey said, none of this would be possible without them. They're the amazing. And they believe that Citizen Youth students are for today, not just just the future, but they're... doing amazing things now, and they're changing their schools. So let's give it up for our amazing pastors who are incredible. And I want to jump right into a story in John. Um, this is Jesus. He's, meeting, he's having dinner, or he's, I don't know, he's hanging out with his disciples, uh, which are like his best friends. And he knows that he's going to go to the cross soon, so he does one final thing with them, which I love. And it's going to be on the screen if you don't have your Bible. It's, it's in John 13, and it says, Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving, his world, before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. 
All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. So he got up from the meal and took out, so they were eating. So he got up from the meal and took out his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist and then poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dried them with a towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. Jesus replied, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Peter looked at Jesus and said, you'll never wash my feet, never. But Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, Jesus responded, then you'll not be able to share life with me. I have a four and a half month old daughter. She's almost five months. And she is the cutest thing you'll ever see in the entire world. She's got huge cheeks. Her thighs are just chunkalicious. She's delicious. She's amazing. I want to eat her up. And over the last four months, I've loved discovering what she loves. You know, she gets excited about things. And we found two things that she loves is trees and dogs. And so she was very happy at camp because, yes, we brought her. And we might be a little crazy, but we brought her, and she loved it. I actually have a video from camp. This is her laughing at the camp dogs. And it's the cutest, so just laugh along. Her laugh is contagious. It's the cutest. I just want to show her off, let's be honest. She's so nice. Um, another thing that she loves is bath time. She gets really excited because now she can splash. She's, she, she's figured out how to make noise or make splashes. And so I'll give her a bath, and every day I always start with her feet. And her feet don't really get dirty. You know, she doesn't even sit up yet. But I love washing her tiny little feet with her chunky little toes and everything. Like she's got ankle rolls and everything. I love it. And she is just so cute. She loves bath time. And a couple weeks ago I was giving her a bath, and I was washing her feet. And I realized that there is nothing that could ever be on her feet that would keep me from washing them. I love her so much that no matter how dirty her feet ever get, and if she's anything like me, she will play in the dirt and the mud and get really dirty, because that's what I didn't know as a kid. But there's nothing that will ever keep me from washing her feet. And it reminded me of the story of Jesus, because in the same way, Jesus is always willing to wash our feet. And for the disciples, it was literal. They're their feet were gross, and he got down and he washed their feet. And, you know, they didn't have nail clippers back then, so their nails made more, looked more like claws. I don't know. And then they had sandals, and there were dirt roads. There were animals with carts. Like, there was stuff everywhere they went. Their feet would get dirty, and everywhere they would go, their feet would pick up remnants of where they go. And Jesus didn't care how dirty their feet were. He washed them anyway. And for us, it's the same thing. It's not our literal feet. But Jesus wants to wash the feet of our heart and our soul. Because everywhere we go, we, p- whip, we pick up remnants of where we go. We pick up, maybe you've been to places, you know, to a place that you know you shouldn't have gone. Maybe you've done things that you shouldn't have done. Maybe you've seen things that you know you shouldn't have seen. And you have regret or shame or whatever it is. And you're carrying it on you. You may not realize it, but you're carrying it on you. Jesus wants to come in today and wash it all away. So I want to encourage you to let him into those areas of your life. The areas that you don't want anyone to see. The areas that you don't even want him to see. The thing is, he already sees it. He already knows it. And he loves you just the same. And the thing with Eliana, I'll always be willing to wash her feet because she's my daughter. Like, it's not because of anything she's done. She's simply my daughter. 
And the same way, you're simply Jesus's. He loves you so much. He will always be willing to wash your feet, to clean you, to make you whole, because you're simply him. So I want to challenge you and encourage you to let him into those areas of your life. Because on the other side of that vulnerability is healing, it's freedom, it's freedom from all the things that have been weighing you down, and that's how Jesus wants you to walk every day, with freedom, with boldness, being whole, and walking into who he has, what he has for you. Amen? All right, now let's give it up for Joey as he comes to bring an encouraging word. So good. I love you. you We're married. Don't worry. Man, you guys having fun at Citizen Youth Sunday? Yeah. Having so much fun. It's such an incredible opportunity. Um, I, I just love this opportunity that we have just to, just to show you what God is doing in your young people. Because God is moving in our young people. And I, and I really, truly believe that, that camp isn't just this mountaintop experience where, where we make memories and we have this encounter with God, but then we go back into our lives and it's all the same. I believe that camp is a launching point for our young people just to, just to continue to grow in everything that he has for them. Um, and so I just believe that that we all have our mountaintop experiences, whether it's camp or just life. An encounter with God changes everything if you allow it to and if you continue. And so I just believe today that, that God's going to do something, that we're going to leave here differently, that we're going we're gonna to hear God's word. And you guys with me? Yeah. All right, we love the Bible. And so we're going to read the Bible. It's Exodus 17 and verse 11 that I'll be reading. And before we jump in, I just want to give a little background. Uh, this is, we're jumping into a, a story of the Israelites, Moses leading the Israelites. And he's already led them out of Egypt, out of captivity, out of slavery. And they're on a journey to the promised land. And in this journey, there are battles. There's, there's a lot of battles. And so we're going to jump into one of those battles. And um, in this particular battle... God, God gave Moses a strategy, and this strategy was to go up on a mountain and pray. And, and, and through all the battles, God is with him. But this particular battle, he told Moses to go up to the top of the mountain and pray. And so we'll jump into Exodus 17, verse 11. It says, as long as, Mo- as long as Moses held up his staff in his hands, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. That's a long time. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it changes us. And, and today, Lord God, we give you permission to change us, Lord God. We're going to leave here differently. We're going to leave here encountering you, Lord. So I just pray that you speak. You help me to communicate your word and help us to have hearts ready to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Julia, my wife, she was telling you a story, uh, the story about our baby girl, Eliana. She's the joy of our life. She's, she'll be five months next week. It seems like it's just flown by, and it's just been so fun to watch her grow. And one of the things that we always try to do is make her laugh. You saw it. It's so contagious. It's so exciting. And I found myself, like, I'm a... I'm a pretty tough, like, dude, like, as you can tell, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a manly man, okay, um, 
but I found frequencies within my voice that a man should not hit. Just, just, just to make her smile. So I'm just doing the baby talking. I'm just trying to make her laugh and I'm telling her stories and, and she, she pops that grin. And it's just so good. I don't care. I don't care what I look like. People might make fun of me. My sister is like, you sound weird. I don't care. She's laughing. That's what it's all about. And so just to make her laugh, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little extreme. And one of the things I like to do is I like to fly her around. And so sometimes I'm sitting and I'll just lift her up and I'll just throw her up in the air. Not like, hi, it's not dangerous. Don't call social services whatever you call it, child protective. Um, so I, I'll throw up in the air and she'll just smile and laugh. And sometimes I'll fly around the apartment and she's a superhero and she's saving all the teddy bears. She's saving all of her toys and, and all the books that need saving. She's beating the enemy like she's a superhero. She's saving me sometimes. And it's just so much fun playing with Eliana. But the thing is, is after a while I'm holding her up, my arms get tired. I'm buff, but I get tired, and um, so I'm holding her up, and I and she, and I'm getting tired, and I just need some help. So I'll hand her off to Julia, or I'll put her in her little in her little uh, jumper, and she'll she'll jump or she'll lay, and uh, but but the laughing stops. But so so I wanted to keep going, but I, so I need help, so Julia will take over, and she'll be the superhero assistant that she is. Um, and but. But Moses was in a, a situation that was a little bit more serious than, than I am. To be honest, it's a little selfish. I just hold her up because I wanted to see her smile. Moses was holding his arms up because his people depended on it. He stood on that mountain, and, and when his hands were up, they were winning. When his arms were down, they were losing. The people, the Israelites, depended on Moses in this, but really they depended on God. Uh, but, so Moses had God, but he also had Aaron and her. To help him. Aaron and her were the people holding up his hands. And, and again, when his hands were up, they were winning. And, and they went throughout the day holding up his hands. And I believe that we need people to help us sometimes. Sometimes we need, we can't do this on our own. We need people to go with us. We need uh, maybe an encouraging word. Maybe somebody to pray for us, to, to smile, to hug, just to be there for you and to be an encouragement. Can I give you an encouraging word today? Can I encourage you just right now? Don't quit. Don't let your arms fall. God isn't finished with you. The victory is ahead. The promised land is ahead. God's promises are still ahead. You haven't passed them by. They haven't passed you by. God is, God is moving with you and he's before you. Do not quit. Do not stop. Do not let your arms fall. You can do it. Stay strong. You can do it because God is with you. Don't give up. Our life is full of battles. We're reading a, we read about a battle. Our life is full of battles, but it's full of mountaintop experiences. And, and mountaintop experiences uh, are, are, are awesome, and life is awesome, and we can move forward because there's a promise ahead. The Israelites and Moses was leading them to the promised land. God had a promise, and it was the promised land, a land of milk and honey, a land where the worries of slavery and captivity were no longer there. There was a promise ahead. And so this promise allowed them to move forward, to keep pressing forward, because there's a promise. There's a promise on your life today. There's a promise on your life today. And maybe God has spoken that promise to you that, that, that you're not going to fail, that you're not going to be in lack. There's so many things that God has spoken to you in his word. You have a promise that we can keep pressing forward because God has a promise for you today. Do not stop. Move forward. So I just want to talk to you about two ways. So, no, three ways. Two ways to keep going. How to keep going. So the first way is do we praise him on the mountains? And, and there's been a little bit of a theme today. You guys might have heard the song this morning is, I will praise you on the mountains. And it's just, it's really cool when that all ties together. Um, because, because I believe that, that that's, 
that's one of the points that we have today is we praise him on the mountains. And, and I live in Bethesda, just down the down River Road. Uh, Northwest D.C. is one of the highest points in D.C., and Bethesda is a little higher. And what's cool about my apartment is it's a 13th floor, and I have an awesome view of D.C. I can see the Washington Monument in the distance. I can see the National Cathedral. I can even see the, tr- the church's steeple. I'm trying to like, put a zip line between my apartment and here just for easier commute, but permits pending. Um, but uh, so, so we, uh, so my view is amazing. Like I, I, I can see the church. I can see DC. I can even see Virginia. I can see the lights in McLean. I can see uh, planes flying and landing into DCA. So it's really cool. I love the view. I love just looking at it. I love praying for our city, believing for DMV. Like I could see it all and I could, I, I just love it. And one of the cool things about this high point, this vantage point that I have, is that I can see the weather. So I can see when it's raining in, in Virginia, but not in Maryland or D.C., and I can see the weather coming towards me. And a couple of, a couple of days ago, we had a big thunderstorm, and, and I could see the rain as it was coming closer. I could see the storm coming. What's amazing about a high vantage point is you can see where the storms are. You can see where the weakness is. You can see where the brokenness is. And Moses was put on the mountain by God because he wanted him to see the whole picture. On the mountaintop, we can see the whole picture. And we worship him on the mountain when we see the whole picture because God is, and it's so easy to see that God is with you. See, I, I believe in this story where Moses' hands were, were raised it was, it was a moment where, he, where Moses was reminded and remembered that God is fighting for us, that God is with us. And then his arms began to fall because he got tired, or maybe he just realized we're winning, so, you know, we probably got this. But, but when his arms were down, it was up to the Israelites, and when it was up to the Israelites, they were losing. So when it was up to God, there was victory. When it was up to us, we fall short. Can I tell you, our posture is uh, our hands raised because it's, our lives are for God. Our lives are in his hands. And when they're in his hands, they're the safest. When they're in his hands, there's purpose, there's victory, there's move, there is a place to move forward. Our lives belong in his hands. And when the storms are coming, you can see them on the mountaintop. So we praise him when everything is going well. We praise him more on the mountain. But don't get, but oftentimes it's easy to, to stop praising him on the mountains because everything's going well. Like, God, everything's, God's, God's there, but everything's going well. So, I mean, he could take a break. He could help somebody else out. It's when you stop praising him is when you find yourself falling off that mountain. It's when, it's when you stop praising him when you stop is when you start to lose the battle. The victory is ahead, but it's ahead because of Jesus, because of God with you. Praise him on the mountains. And when we praise him on the mountains, we remind ourselves he's in control. But also we praise him on the mountains so we can remember him when we're in the valley. The second point today is how to keep going is you praise him in the valleys. Psalm 23 and verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me, and they comfort me. So the thing about mountains is mountains are, are mostly uninhabitable. People climb Mount Everest. They'll go to Kilimanjaro, but they don't live there. They don't, like, the, the, the weather's too extreme. The, the climate's too hard to, to sustain. So you'll go there for the experience. You'll go for the views, but you don't live. We live in the valleys. In the valleys is our day-to-day, and our valleys is where the battles are. The battle was in the valley, and, and where the battles are is, is where, where things get hard, right? It's, 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 where your, it's where your boss is not as fair as he's, he's supposed to be. She's supposed to be in the shadows, in the valley is where the shadows are. 
So we sang a song today is, I will praise you on the mountain. I will praise you in the va- when the mountain's in the way. I know the words. You're the summit where my feet are. I will praise you in the valley all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the summit where my feet are. Something like that. Um, but, uh, but, we, but it talks about the shadows. It talks about we're in the shadows because the sun shines bright on the top of the mountain. But at a certain point, the mountain casts a shadow on the valley. And I don't know where you are today, but maybe you think, maybe you're living in the shadows of brokenness, of depression, of anxiety, of hurt, or uh, of something that happened to you that, that you couldn't control and you don't understand why and you have all the questions and you're wondering why, God, would this, allow, would this be allowed in my life? Where are you, God? That's so easy to quit right there, but I'll tell you right now, keep going because beyond the shadows is the other side. Beyond the shadows, God is with you. In fact, God is with you in the shadows. He's with you in the valley. I think it's easy to to lose sight in the valleys of God. It's so easy to lose sight of God in the valleys because it's so much louder. There's so much going on. Even in our story, we see that's where the fight was. That's where the battle was. And, and I just, you know, I would imagine it's just people wailing swords and running at each other. It's a lot louder than it is up in the mountain. In the mountain, you can hear God, but we hear God in the mountain and we remember what God promised in the mountain for when we fight in the valley. Can I tell you, if you're fighting a battle right now, remember that God is with you, that he is for you, that he'll never leave you. He's fighting with you, alongside you. You are not alone. God is with you in the battle, and he's going he's gonna to take you beyond the battle, beyond the valley, beyond the shadows, and lead you into victory, to all that he has. His promises that were made on the mountains are sustained in the valley. His promises are yes and amen. He's for you. He's never been against you, and he'll never stop being for you. His, his promises are true, yesterday, today, and forever, in every circumstance, in every situation. And so we praise him on the mountains. We praise him in the valley. And how do we keep going? We remember that victory is on the other side. On the other side of the battle, on the other side of the hurt, on the other side of the pain, there's victory. There's victory for you. It says in Deuteronomy 20 and verse 4, for the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you and against your enemies, and he will give you victory. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But you're not fighting against the enemy on your own. You're fighting with an almighty God. And what's incredible about this fight is that we, we look at the story of Moses, and we see the posture. As his hands were raised, as his arm were raised, there was victory. And in that same posture, we see Jesus on the cross with his arms raised. And they're not being held up by Aaron or her. They're, they're being held up by those nails. And they, and they represent all the brokenness of this world. And, and Jesus walked this world a perfect life, a sinless life. And he walked it, but he carried something on that cross. And he defeated something on that cross. And that's, that thing that he defeated was sin and brokenness. And the piano can come up. And, and what he, when he was on that cr- cross... He carried all the sin, all the hurt of the world. And I imagine sometimes about the hurt. I think about my worst day, the day where, where I was mad at God, the days that I, that I struggled and I fought. And I'm, and I'm like, God, why would you allow this to happen? God, I thought you were a good God. Where were you there? 
within the shadows and the brokenness, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of God, but God was never gone. He was always there. He was always fighting for you. He was for, always for you, never against you. And within the shadows, I remember the story of Jesus who carried my brokenness, and he carried that bad day. He carried that with him on that cross. That, that day I messed up and I thought I could never recover. He carried that with him on the cross. Times a hundred billion times. Times every person in this room and every person in our city, every person in our country, every person in our, in our world. He carried their brokenness and those hard moments. And he defeated death. And he conquered it. And there's victory on the other side. But you got to continue to press forward. Continue to move forward to the promises of God. His promises are yes. They're amen. You are the head. You're not the tail. You are more than a conqueror. And we are more than a conqueror through Jesus because he conquered first. Jesus conquered our brokenness. And we can step into freedom. Israel got to the promised land. His people will step into his promises. God's promises for you are ahead of you, but you're going to get there. You're going to see you're going to see his promises for your life. But you can't quit, you can't stop. So I just want to pray. With every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment of privacy. I'm going to give an opportunity to to respond to this, this message and to respond to an opportunity and give you an opportunity to say yes to a life with Jesus. A life with Jesus is, is the way to go. It's, it's the way to live. It's the way to see fulfillment, to see his promises come to fruition. With every eye closed, every head bowed, I just want to pray. I want to give you an opportunity. And I'm going to count to three. When I say three, if you want to say yes to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand. If you want a relationship with Jesus, this is for you. One, today is the day of salvation. He is for you. Two, he'll never leave you. He's fighting with you. One, two, three. If that's you, raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, we're all just going to pray this together, whether you raise your hand or just believe it in your heart. We're just going to repeat after me. Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you're for me. And I thank you that you'll never leave me. Today, I give my life to you. I am a Christian. By grace, I've been saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you. Love you.